When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. The crop that they did harvest may not have been the volume or the quality that they'd been hoping for. There's always expenses, and now we're going to start to get into a tough time of the year as far as weather. How do you keep your mental sanity in all this craziness? How do you make sure that you are staying mentally healthy? Well, I've found when it comes to reaching a farmer, the best way to do it is have another farmer telling his story. Up before 6 o'clock, Reba is going to visit with an active farmer who also happens to be a psychologist. What can you do to stay mentally healthy as we go into the winter months? That's just part of what we've got coming your way on a Monday. In farming, getting things done early has a way of setting you up for success, like using Corvus for an early season win over weeds. Corvus keeps even the toughest weeds from gaining a foothold. Multiple sites of action deliver superior control of emerged weeds. And later, Corvus reactivates with just a half inch of rain to take out any new weeds that may have sprouted. So get an early season win against weeds with Corvus for end of season rewards. Always read and follow label instructions. Corvus is a restricted use pesticide. I don't have any kids of my own, but what I do know from when I used to babysit and nanny is that they are messy. And there's no such thing as too many bibs when it comes to feeding. So here at the Midwest Farm Report, we want to add to your stock of baby bibs by giving you an absolutely free bib. Thanks to our friends at Quick Trip, who are proud supporters of Wisconsin agriculture. If you head over to themidwestfarmreport.com and sign up, we'll send you a free bib along with a special gift from Quick Trip. So head over right now. Well, here's hoping that your gun deer season is off to a successful start. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. You're probably only going to take a break for the big bird coming up later this week. I know that's the case around our place. We're talking about uh, folks that are going to be walking through the woods, through the fields, and this time around probably fields that have some standing crop remaining on it. Uh, You know, Scott, this has been one of those tricky years where you really have to pay attention to not only the details on in-field production, but the details on some of the risk management plans that farms this year are really depending on. I don't remember hearing of a year where that's the case so much as this year, Pam. This is Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. Well, there's no secret in the challenging year farmers throughout the Midwest had during this growing season, and those challenges are continuing right here into the late harvest season. And Those challenges were also thrown hard at the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Agriculture Risk Management Agency. But Keith Gray, the agency's chief of staff, said that's precisely the sort of the year the agency is designed to handle. I asked Gray how the agency is positioned for that and what farmers might expect from the RMA during coming months. Yeah, it has been a challenge. Uh, As you said, a lot of farmers facing a lot of challenges with prevent plant and all the flooding that's happened in the the spring, followed by delayed harvest this fall, Uh, the freezing uh, temperatures with sugar beets, and then some areas had drought with livestock. So uh, crop insurance has has been a needed uh, program that we've had this year. We've paid over $4 billion in indemnities for prevent plants so far, and uh, we expect we're going to be paying some more with delayed harvest this fall as well with revenue. 
Uh, we're trying to be as flexible as we can be to help producers as much as we can. We've had several chances where we've been able to be flexible and to help producers. Today we're announcing that we're actually going to delay premiums even further until January 31st of 2020. So that'll help farmers with their cash flow, particularly those that are having delayed harvest and don't yet have that cash in hand, so they don't quite have to be ready to pay that premium yet. This isn't quite what you signed up for, I'm guessing, but have you seen anything at the agency anywhere near this? Well, I've been with the agency only about a year or so, but yeah, I can remember 2012 was probably the closest where we had the huge drought, Uh, but this is definitely uh, in scope and scale, the widespread uh, everything from hurricanes to wind to, to to rainfall. I mean, it's just been a huge impact on agriculture this this whole year. Are these things that we can learn from and maybe be better positioned coming into next year, or every year presents something new and different, and that's where we're going to be? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say risk management is prepared for these kinds of things. Although all the scope and scale is is a challenge, but. Yeah, what we do is we look at lessons learned for this year, like on preventive plant. We're looking at ways now, the administrator, Mark Barbary, is looking at ways to make sure that uh, there's enough coverage on prevent plants so that producers are prevented from being able to put a crop in the ground or they're replanting, that the, the coverage is, is adequate for them. Uh, so we're looking at some procedures and things like that going forward to make sure that, that it's adequate. It's an adequate safety net for those farmers. But every year is different. We just have to be prepared. Uh, we work very closely with the crop insurance companies and their agents and loss adjusters. They do a really good job of making sure we have enough people and resources out there to handle those claims when they happen. Now, we're standing in Kansas City talking uh, about this issue. And to the north of here, I've understood there there's still fields underwater. Uh, what happens next year with fields like that that they might be prevent planted uh, another year? Uh, well, uh, they'll have to, you know, we'll do that on a case-by-case basis. They'll, the main thing is if you've got a loss, go ahead and contact your local crop insurance agent, and then they'll be able to tell them what they're, you know, depending on their covers levels and what they're, what they're growing and where they are, what their options are for next year. Uh, we certainly have procedures in place if it's underwater even into the spring, but it'll be handled on a case-by-case basis. Now, you've, again, bumped into some relatively new things. They're around, but you ran into them this year. From your perspective, what can producers do to help themselves uh, to be in touch with you folks and their insurance agents and the like? What 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 are some of the steps a producer can take? Well, uh, on our website, we have several tools that you can go to. And based on what you grow and the size of your operation, you can walk through those. And you can see right behind me here, I know your folks listening can't, but right behind me it says farmers.gov. So you can actually go to those tools either on farmers.gov or on RMA's website. And they have tools there that kind of steer you in the right direction as well as putting you in touch with whomever you would need to talk to. And also your crop insurance agent the post is a person that knows your operation as well as anyone. Uh, they can help you make the right choices based on what your, you know, that, what your risk is and, and what, your, what your desired outcome is for that. Communication is what it's all about. That's right. Yeah, as soon as if you have a loss main thing you need to do, go ahead, be in touch with your agent. We can go ahead and start the process and the claims being processed so that 
farmer doesn't experience any kind of delay on getting that payment from the company if they're covered. Somewhere out there sitting a person saying, you know, this, this is a lot of money, and this this took a, a bit of money out of the pot. We're, we're going to be okay next year with all the insurance programs yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we're actually sound. I mean, we, we take in enough premium. We, we understand this is part of why crop insurance is there, and we pay it. You know, when it's supposed to be paid, that's that's what we do. So there's no problem there. Uh, we're glad that uh, we were reauthorized in the 18 Farm Bill and, uh, you know, pretty much status quo. We're looking at some things going forward like quality adjustment for producers and increased options for livestock producers as well. We just raised the cap on livestock as well uh, for those folks to $2 million. So, yeah, we're going to continue to, to try to change policies where we need to and tweak them where we need to. But overall, uh, crop insurance is working. And under that 18 Farm Bill, is everything implemented uh, already uh, for the risk management agency? Or yes, sir. Are... Yeah, we're done. All right, that's good news. Ahead <laughs> <laughs> t- of schedule. Ahead of schedule. That's Keith Gray. He's the chief of staff with the USDA's Risk Management Agency on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. I'm Scott Schultz. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Someday, everyone will have an energy-efficient tankless water heater and an endless supply of hot water. Benjamin Plumbing is now an A-certified dealer of Renai Tankless Water Heaters, the number one selling tankless water heater in North America. Renai Tankless Water Heaters are up to 40% more efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot all day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Go tankless. Endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Are you ready to power your appliances and heat your home with clean, efficient FS propane? Work with Insight FS, a company that lives and works in the same community you do. They'll check your system to help make sure it's safe and efficient. Call them about their convenient contracting or budget billing programs. When it comes to the safety and comfort of your family, you can trust Insight FS. Visit InsightFS.com to schedule an appointment today. It could have been the 14th crock pot that knocked the power out. Be careful not to overload your outlets this holiday. All that good food doesn't taste the same cold. If you run into issues, give us a call. Keep dinner warm and friends and family full. This is Scott from EverReady Electric. Before our family became electricians, we were busy farming. That's where we get our EverReady work ethic. EverReadyElectric.net We are EverReady. Thank you. 
filling your daily quota of cows and sows. It's the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 516 now on an early start to a Monday morning, giving us plenty of time to talk about the weather because already everybody's getting a little anxious about what we're going to deal with. Travel time come Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on your schedule. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype. That's why we wanted to give you a little extra time this morning, Stu. I woke up this morning and see that Eau Claire and Wausau already under a winter storm warning. Sounds like that Eau Claire area could really end up with some measurable snow, but there's a fine line that we want to be mindful of specific to our folks here in southern Wisconsin, eh? Right, absolutely, and that's right now. I've got a winter storm watch going in effect late Tuesday, just north of La Crosse and Boston, Buffalo, Trempolo, Jackson, Wood, and Portage County. From that line kind of north and over toward northeast Wisconsin up toward Marinette, that's where I expect the real wintry weather is going to develop. There's a low-pressure system that's going to build up out of the southern Rockies, head up toward southern Wisconsin, head over toward Lake Huron as we make our way from Tuesday into Wednesday. Now, there will be rain in southern Wisconsin because of this, but the snow I expect to stay further to northwestern, north-central Wisconsin, way off in the far northeast part of the state. That's how it tracks right now. That's late Tuesday into Wednesday. It's Monday, and on Monday, there are some sprinkles. We had a few sprinkles last night as well. The activity showing up on the weather radar in far northwest Wisconsin, back into northern Minnesota. There's snow in North Dakota and up on the U.S.-Canadian border, north part of Minnesota. None of that a concern for us. A little weak disturbance stays up in the north, but will mean a few clouds that all of us will see. That's about the biggest threat there is today. Some of those clouds, there's some fog around the cross in Boston, that will all start to light out and we'll brighten it up today and enjoy another really mild day. Temperatures way up in the 80s, in some cases 9, almost 10 degrees above normal today. Another day to take advantage of. I need one. I got cheated out of some time here over the weekend. So if I can get a little more done outside today in this mild air, we're going to take advantage of it. But things do change. Then it's the system out of the southern Rockies. And that develops into Tuesday, Tuesday night, lasting into Wednesday. Right now, I'd say La Crosse and Boston could see some snow accumulations, maybe up to an inch or two. And we may see a little snow mix in, but more likely see rain, Madison, even off toward Oshkosh and Fond du Lac, and rain from Tuesday night into Wednesday could push up into the half or even one inch range. Don't need that either, but we are going to get that precipitation with this system building up through. Temperatures so very mild today, start to cool Tuesday, even cooler by Wednesday, uh, even somewhat below normal at that time. We'll turn it around slowly as we head on toward the end of the week, and there will be a little precipitation chance toward the end of the week as well. So that gives you a little idea what to watch out for as we get this week underway. It's a couple of things. The system off to our north this morning, the stronger one building up out of the southwest, West by later tomorrow and lasting on into Wednesday. And I'll have forecast details right after this. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. So whether you're just starting out or on your way to building a legacy, we're here for you and wishing you a safe and bountiful harvest. Learn more at Compere.com. Trademarks of Compere Financial, an equal credit opportunity lender. 
In farming, getting things done early has a way of setting you up for success. Like using Corvus for an early season win over weeds. Corvus keeps even the toughest weeds from gaining a foothold. Multiple sites of action deliver superior control of emerged weeds. And later, Corvus reactivates with just a half inch of rain to take out any new weeds that may have sprouted. So get an early season win against weeds with Corvus for end of season rewards. Always read and follow label instructions. Corvus is a restricted use pesticide. All righty, 521 now. Go ahead, Stu. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about what we need to prepare for. All right, a little fog this morning in the west, mostly cloudy skies. Through the day, partly sunny conditions develop. It will brighten up. In fact, even more sun possible at Madison. Sounding pretty good in the upper 40s. Let's say mid to upper 40s. Could stay a little cooler at Mauston and La Crosse. West winds today about 5 to 10. No big deal there. Overnight, partly cloudy skies, but more build in later on. We fall to the very low 30s. Let's call it about 30 or 31. The west winds at 5 to 10. Tomorrow, then, that winter storm watch. Close. It's close. Buffalo, Trempolo, Jackson, Wood, and Portage counties and areas to the north. For all of us, I expect more clouds and some rain developing. More likely snowflakes at La Crosse and Boston toward late Tuesday. Rain for any other places, east and south. That rain lasts in to Tuesday night and Wednesday becomes a little snow. Lacrosse and Boston could see an inch or two building on in as we make our way into Wednesday. Let's talk again about Tuesday's temperatures. Low 40s, I expect, still above normal. Northwest winds 5 to 15 become east late and then mostly cloudy Wednesday. That snow in the west, rain more likely in the south. Like I said, Lacrosse, Boston, an inch or two of snow. Madison, even Oshkosh and Fond du Lac could be in there. Rain amounts in the half to one inch rain. And Wednesday's temperatures more likely falling, getting colder, mid or low 30s by the afternoon. And as we head toward Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, Pam, I'd expect some clouds mid 30s and it should dry out at least for Thursday. But Wednesday's going to be wet. And if you're heading back to northwest Wisconsin, you could head into snow. So you've got to play pay that is more attention mm-hmm. on where and when you're going. Yeah. And then now they're telling me that. By the time we get to Sunday, we could have another round of goofiness coming. Yeah, I'd say even late Friday, a little rain-snow mix could pop up and kind of linger into the weekend. So shopping plans may require a little extra thought. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Oh, heavens, how could oh, I forget about Good Friday or uh, uh, Black Friday? Black Friday. <laughs> My daughter's coming home from school just for that. Oh, well, sure. Get the get the wallet ready, Dad. Yeah, the what? I don't, well, yeah, I don't know. What are you talking about? <laughs> what? All right, buddy. We'll catch up with you tomorrow and paint a few more details in, okay? Uh, do what we can. See ya. Yeah, Stumach, Ag Meteorologist, with those weather details. Uh, like he said, right now we're all waking up in uh, pretty comfortable temperatures overall. Lacrosse, you've got clear skies, 36 degrees. Mauston, clear skies and 30 degrees. Fond du Lac, clear skies and 34. Oshkosh, clear and 30 degrees. Madison, clear and 34. Although if you factor in a little bit of a breeze that's out there this morning, everybody's uh, feel temperature is just a couple degrees below that. Uh, the gun deer season unfolded over the weekend. Unfortunately, the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources is reporting that there were four incidents, including a death that occurred up in uh, Washburn County. In fact, they are asking the general public that might have been hunting in the town of Minong to uh, help them figure out exactly what happened in that uh, 
fatality. There were several other related incidents uh, where people accidentally discharged their firearms, uh, hit them in their feet, hit them in their hands. But the death in Washburn County is the one that the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources is needing assistance. So if you know somebody that's hunting in the town of Minong or was hunting, please ask them to check my website out, midwestfarmreport.com, under the Farm News tab, so that they may be able to collaborate with DNR and officials and try to get more answers there. Up after 5.30, we've got answers as far as the markets are concerned. They're trading higher in overnight trade. A Wisconsin conservationist recognized on the national scene Friday out at USDA. We'll tell you who that is. And making sure that you're keeping yourself mentally healthy as well as physically healthy as we go into the winter months. Those are some of the conversation topics we've got for you before 6. It's 5.25 right now. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Someday, everyone will have an energy-efficient tankless water heater and an endless supply of hot water. Benjamin Plumbing is now an A-certified dealer of Renai Tankless Water Heaters, the number one selling tankless water heater in North America. Renai Tankless Water Heaters are up to 40% more efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot all day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Go tankless. Endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. The Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers need your help in identifying robbery suspects. On November 6th at 6.03 a.m., Madison police officers responded to PLS check cashing at 2722 East Washington Avenue, reference a robbery. An employee arrived in the morning to open PLS check cashing. While in the parking lot, she was approached by four masked men. At least one suspect had a handgun. The masked men ordered the victim to open the business as they proceeded to steal money from a safe. The victim described the robbers as black males in their teens. All wore mostly dark clothing to include hoodies and masks. Surveillance images of the robbers can be viewed on Madison Area Crime Stoppers' Facebook page. If you have any information regarding the identity of these suspects or information regarding this robbery, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can remain anonymous and may be eligible for a cash reward. I loved playing high school sports. I loved the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, all the pageantry, and I wanted to keep playing. But I graduated. No colleges called, and neither did the pros. So, to stay close to the game I loved, I decided to become a high school official. You know, a referee. When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call, but the kids in Wisconsin did. And now, I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports all over again. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? 
Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process. Quality is the promise printed on every bag of Latham high-tech soybean seed. I'm Shannon Latham. Quality is the visible difference in the way our soybeans look, germinate, and perform. Latham has quality numbers for your fields. Ironclad 2186 Liberty Link is best in class for early group two. New 2193 E3 features enlist technology and ironclad protection. And Ironclad 2228R2 is a multiple first trial champion. Pick quality yields. Visit LathamSeeds.com or call 877-GO-LATHAM. Are you fairly fit but would love a little edge up? Are you entering middle age with a slowing metabolism and weak core? MSculpt may be your answer. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie is proud to be one of the first clinics in the area to offer this new muscle building technology called MSculpt. It's approved for building and toning abs, arms, butt, thighs, and calves. MSculpt works. One 30-minute treatment can be equivalent to 20,000 crunches or 20,000 squats. It's safe, effective, and painless with virtually no downtime. Sound too good to be true? Visit Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie to learn more. Let your natural beauty shine through. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Life can be a struggle for any of us. I just knew that I had to do something to make a change. St. Vincent de Paul of Dane County provides life-changing services to our neighbors in need. Your financial gift supports critical programs in our community. They've really helped me out a great deal. I would really recommend St. Vincent for that backbone to lean on. Help us change a life. By giving the resources to St. Vinny's, people are helping everyday people just like myself. Make your donation today. svdpmadison.org. Here you go. This is Greg Gard after the game last night on the NCAA's ruling with Michael Potter. I was hoping common sense would prevail on this. Unfortunately, it didn't. And again, I, I just don't understand when we're in the business of trying to make these student-athletes' experiences better. He's, his clock is ticking. The rest of us will go on. And the people that are in those positions, in that committee, the NCAA staff, they obviously aren't, don't have their boots on the ground and understand the impact that this has on a young man and on his life and on his future. Now you can hear it in his voice how pissed off he is. Again, my, my only uh, compliment to Greg Gard, my biggest compliment I should say to Greg Gard, is that he didn't drop five F-bombs. Well, go There's to the no one, way I get through that press conference without the, swearing. The one that's labeled, um, he handled it, Micah Potter handled it better than Gard. Do you see that one on there? Yeah, you Play want this one? one? Yeah. All right, here we go. I rate this afternoon, when, and Micah was the one that took the news better than anybody, better than... Me, then our administration, our compliance, it feel it was such an injustice, and I thought everything was done the right way. But, like I said, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. It's, it's really a shame. It's a shame. I was so irate. <laughs> if guard was going to go scorched earth on him this afternoon, man. And why, how could you keep your cool in that situation? There's another clip on there where he talks about it's like the most egregious thing in his 30 years of coaching that he's, he's ever been a part of. It's, like it's maddening. He has no idea like why the decision is. And here's the thing. They won't tell you why they made the decision. The NCAA won't say well, why. Right. And, uh, again, I, I, you know, you have Tom Izzo. And, again, I, I, I respect what Izzo's trying to do. But he's, pro- he, he's quitting in protest over a kid that played every game last year. And by the way, Marquette, you know, at one point was the 10th ranked team in the country last year, was looking like they were going to be a number one seed in a potential Final Four team. Um, you know, Micah Potter didn't even play last year 
uh, for a for a team in the Big Ten. I mean, it just you, you know the 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 lack of consistency. The it's a moving target. It, it's just the NCA. I, I mean, it, it just it doesn't make any sense. And it, it, you know, again, we we it's like I, again I equated it to talking about this topic would be like going on the air and complaining about why it gets so cold in Wisconsin yeah. in February. It's like you like just... you know that's going to be the case. What, did we really think this was going to end any differently? I mean, look, it doesn't make any sense, right? It, it it's it's asinine. It is that asinine. a kid sits out the entire year, gets good grades, gets it signed off on by the previous school. There was nothing that Micah Potter in Wisconsin didn't do by the book to get him eligible as quickly as possible, and yet it still doesn't happen. So did we really think that anything differently would happen here? Because it's like you're waiting for common sense to kick in, and that never applies with the NCAA. Yeah, common sense in NCAA is oil and water. I I mean, deep down in your plums, we knew that he was going to get denied, right? I mean, you part of me think like I like, wanted to believe that they, like you said, common sense would prevail. But then when you use common sense and NCAA in the same sentence, it's like you're hammered drunk, like Charlie. Like it doesn't, just doesn't work. The NCAA, yeah, like you said, we could. It's like beating a dead horse. We've pounded this horse into dust. And when when has the NCAA ever done the right thing? Not not often. Uh, and then again, you know, you go to the game we played two weeks ago. Uh, against St. Mary's, and there's a guy, a, a kid that plays right away who played last year, yeah, and gets eligible, yeah. And I don't know what that dude's grades were. I can't imagine they were any better than a three-five at a Big Ten university. So it's it just it defies explanation. Well, then but go to the kid from Memphis too, Wiseman, who had to so poor he had to have his uh, loan for his family to move, and like okay, he's got to pay eleven thousand five hundred dollars back to a charity of his choosing to be able to play by January twelfth. Well, how is he going to get that money, like you said? He's already poor. He needed the money to help his family move. Right. If you get a loan out, you get suspended from the NCAA too, though, because wasn't Chase Young sidelined for getting a loan? Yes. So how, how do they expect the kid who is dirt poor to pay back $11,500? It You don't, without taking benefits, right? Like, so it's like... What are we talking about here? Um, it, it, It's... You, you, you can't... Makes it's, sense it's of in, insane behavior. But then you can have coaches do whatever they want. Coaches can go quit in the middle of a season, go somewhere else. Coaches right. can can like promise the kid all this, and when the kid gets there, the coach is like, oh, actually, I'm leaving, little Jimmy. Sorry. I'm going to here because I get paid more money. How's that fair to anybody? It's are uh, idiots. Yeah, it, 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 again, I, I, you know, to try and do this topic the right way would imply – that there, there's that we can understand it, right? This topic, there's nothing I can point to. There's no rationale for what they're doing. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Yeah, the weather is going to get tricky as we get closer to the Thanksgiving break. Today should be beautiful, though. Sunshine and 47 degrees. I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Monday. Speaking of weather, on this date back in 1950, they had what they called the storm of the century in the eastern United States. It was also called the Appalachian Storm. It brought blizzard conditions to a lot of the northeast, dumped almost 60 inches of snow in the Appalachian area, and it brought all kinds of unseasonable temperatures to those folks, 150 people have uh, been killed because of that storm. 
back in 1950, Storm of the Century. Goodness gracious, let's not have that repeat here in Wisconsin, huh? Well, as we uh, kind of roll our way through a Monday morning, do want to celebrate. We've got a Wisconsin conservationist that on Friday picked up the very first National Conservationist Award presented by the Natural Resource Conservation Service. Ben Nully tells us about this Casco man that's got the honors. Nick Gillett of Casco, Wisconsin, received the award for his work writing conservation plans for growers on more than 25,000 acres. It's a very humbling experience. I'm proud to be here and represent the state of Wisconsin. There's a lot of great movement occurring in the areas of conservation, and this award exemplifies a lot of the great work that farmers are doing in our state. Gillette has been an advanced nutrient management and GPS technician since 2010. He says producers skeptical about adopting conservation practices should start small. The field behind the barn, behind the stream, is a great place to start. It's out of sight, out of mind, uh, and we don't need to jump in head first. The Demo Farm Network is a great opportunity where farmers can go onto another operation and see what works for them. Again, the watershed groups have allowed farmers to come at the same table, learn from one another's mistakes, and increase the speed at which this learning curve is occurring. Farm Production and Conservation Undersecretary Bill Northey, who oversees NRCS, says CCAs are critical for promoting conservation efforts. The extra work that they've gone to to attain their certification, the relationship they have with producers, offer a special opportunity to engage on conservation and engage business decisions with conservation. And so to be able to recognize Nick, to show that role of CCAs, I think is very important. And certainly it appreciates the great work that Nick has done, but it's an example to other CCAs as well as an example to folks outside of ag that there is the CCA community that's so integral to what happens on the farm. The award was established to recognize a dedicated and highly motivated certified crop advisor who is dedicated to practicing conservation, customer service, and showing leadership in their industry. In Washington, I'm Ben Nully. Thank you, Ben, and congratulations again. Nick Gallette from Casco picking up the very first Conservationist of the Year Award by USDA's Natural Resource Conservation Service. It's 538. It's not surprising to any of my friends in farm country this year has been a tough year, no matter what you grow or what you produce. Thank goodness we've got our buddies at McFarland's in the heart of Sauk City in our corner. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee reminding you that, you know, the staff at McFarland's have seen these challenging times before. They're ready to partner with you now to make it through the winter of 2018 into 2019. So when it comes to taking a look at your equipment, maybe there's something that's absolutely got to be upgraded, repaired, or refreshed. They can take care of you. And don't forget, McFarland's in that beautiful facility, 780 Carolina Street, can take care of it all under one roof. That's a weight off your shoulders. And they understand the difficult economic times. So if you're looking to try to replace a piece of equipment, they have a wealth of knowledge and a fantastic network. They'll go to the marketplace and try to find just what you need in the used category. Stop in. Visit with them today. They understand. McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City.
Well, markets on this holiday abbreviated week are actually starting off uh, looking pretty decent in overnight electronic hours. We've got December corn up two right now at 370 and three quarters. March corn up two at 380 and a half. January beans four and a quarter higher at 901 and a quarter. March beans are up three and three quarter cents at 915. December wheat five and three quarter cents higher at 521 with July new crop up five and a quarter as well at 529 and a quarter. Friday in Chicago, barrel and black cheese both unchanged. The double A butter that dropped a penny and a half to two oh two and a half per pound. The December milk is up a penny at eighteen seventy nine a hundred weight. January milk's up three at eighteen thirty three a hundred weight as we roll our way into a Monday. The erratic weather that our farmers faced this growing season is creating some erratic markets. John Heinberg, a farm advisor with Total Farm Marketing, says that it's really important that farmers who have kind of wrapped up the harvest think smart about how they want to sell that crop both today and down the road. Right now we're kind of recommending if guys are moving any grain, let's make sure we stay available in the market somehow because obviously we got USDA numbers that could come down the line that could really change the supply picture yet and cause some more volatility to occur. You know, I want to make sure guys are on the table for it. But at the same time, here we are again dealing with good supply, demand's a question, prices are being pressured. And uh, so it's another one of those years where we just got to continue to focus on that supply side of the equation as well as the constant battles that we're dealing with demand. John Heinberg with Total Farm Marketing coming up next. The markets have been against you. The weather's been against you. It's tough to keep your frame of mind positive in this day and time in Wisconsin agriculture. What can you do now that winter is closing in on us to make sure you stay healthy mentally? Reba joins us with an update next. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Art doesn't see disabilities. That's because art is truly for everyone, all artists, ages, cultures, and abilities. But for individuals with disabilities, making art transforms not just them as creators, it transforms everyone around them. VSA Wisconsin has been changing lives through art for over 30 years. We provide accessibility and participation in all arts learning that enhance so many aspects of life. For thousands of Wisconsinites with disabilities, from three years old to seniors, we offer participation in music, visual art, creative writing, movement, and drama. What can VSA Wisconsin do for you? Inspire. You'll see at our programs, shows, events, and sales throughout the state. Attend classes and workshops taught by professional artists at the VSA Art Center in Madison. Or visit our gallery and shop and take some inspiration home. Visit us online at vsawis.org to volunteer, donate, to get informed, get involved, and get inspired by art all over again. In baseball, these are the moments that bring us to our feet. But the most important moment happens when we all stand together. United for a great cause. We once again join our partners Stand Up to Cancer in reaffirming a commitment to the fight against cancer. Since 2008, Major League Baseball, its fans, players, and coaches have delivered a powerful, determined message that we, together, will defeat cancer. I'm Matt Damon. I'm Candace Patton. Joe Manganiello. Jordana Brewster. Zachary Levi. I'm Uzo Aduba. Cancer has in some way touched all of us. 
So join Major League Baseball and Stand Up to Cancer as we stand in honor of all loved ones affected by this disease. Visit standuptocancer.org slash MLB. Stand up with us. If you've ever driven a tractor, you're her friend. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Stress is something that has been plaguing farmers across the United States. And learning to cope with and manage that stress in positive ways can be difficult. Reaching out can be even harder because why should other people care about what's going on in your life? But finding a way that's comfortable to reach out and connect with others and share the problems going on is the best way to help with finding new solutions. Michael Roseman is a farmer and psychologist out of Iowa, and he shared with me what he's been doing to try Try and help people cope and he says he's been really busy lately oh my goodness has it ever been busy my wife and i left positions with the university of virginia shortly before the farm prices of the 1980s broke out little did we know that when we moved to iowa there would be such desperate need for assistance with farmers in trouble psychologically Over the years, we have conducted countless, probably 36 different grant-funded research and service delivery programs to serve the agricultural population, trying to figure out what works best to get past the negative stigma about reaching out for what we call mental health. Now we call it behavioral health. Because you can't say, oh, he or she's behavioral, like you can, oh, he's mental, or something like that. The point of our work has been to make behavioral health acceptable and understandable to farm people so that they can manage their behavior. It's one of the few things that we are in charge of as farmers. We can't control the weather or government policy. But we can control how we manage our behaviors, whether we sleep enough, whether we recreate enough, exercise enough, pray enough, whether we talk enough in meaningful fashion. And uh, it's important for us to teach these behaviors to people who feel inclined to do just the opposite when you're depressed. You talk about kind of that stigma with it, and I think that stigma's in the general population, but I think it's a lot firmer in the agriculture industry with farmers. We like to hold our cards close to the chest, and we, we don't want to talk about it. Why is it so important to talk about it? Because if we keep it to ourselves, it gradually eats away at us to the point where our adjustment deteriorates. When we reach out for help, we're more likely to share how we feel. We're more likely to achieve some degree of understanding from the people we approach. We are more likely to broaden the range of options that become available for us to resolve the problems that led to us feeling overly stressed in the beginning. So uh, our work has demonstrated that among best practices that have been validated by research are the formation of a team that assists the distressed farm family, as well as undertaking and engaging in productive, healthy activities, as I said, sleeping, talking, praying, and so forth. 
You talk about a team, creating a team around you. Who should that team include? The team should include persons from areas of expertise that do not sufficiently exist within the farm operation itself. That varies from every case to one another. It may be that expertise is needed in business management or in agronomy or in making a financial analysis of the profit centers and loss areas of the farm operation. The point is to find people who will join the team to assist in making up uh, for the insufficiencies that exist within the farm operation already. And that can include clergy, extension, uh, financial advisors. So that team is more likely to broaden the thinking and to optimize the range of options and to perhaps come up with a plan that dissolves the problem that led to the extreme stress in the beginning. It may require some awfully tough decisions, perhaps parting with certain assets, but the point is that it's easier to stomach it when you have a team that you're working with you, you know you're not in it alone. And you've brought up some of those behavioral changes, things people can control, making sure they're getting enough sleep, reaching out, praying more, whatever it may be. What is the importance of those? Well, just as uh, Dr. Arthur Evans, the CEO for the American Psychological Association, just said, uh, our bodies are keenly attuned to our behavior or our brain functioning. We can manage what we allow our brains to think about and how we go about solving problems. So if we become overly stressed and retreat from seeking solutions with bringing a team together, sometimes we resort to medications. But medications don't change the conditions that precipitated the stress. That's why it is important to have real solutions to the stress events or the causes of the turmoil. And if we don't do that, our bodies are more likely to develop problems with um, immune responses, inadequate uh, capacity to fight off cancer, a higher rate of heart disease, a greater likelihood of any type of stressful uh, bodily function, more likely to overdo it uh, so that we overtax our muscular skeletal system. The point is that we need to have information and education, and when we couch therapy as education and coaching, it's much more acceptable, just like using the word behavioral rather than mental. I'm someone who's not, I don't live on a farm, I don't work on a farm, but I have family and friends that do. What can I do to reach out to help? What are those best steps that I should be doing to try and be helpful? Some of the things that you can do include giving them information from farm magazines with timely articles, information that you may have picked up from the social media, 
about coping with farm stress. Uh, all of that information breaks down the resistance because farmers are keenly attuned to managing themselves productively and they take advantage of the latest research uh, in farming methods to maximize efficiency. So whether they're organic farmers or conventional farmers, we all are engaged in taking advantage of scientific uh, advances. So uh, providing people with the knowledge from articles, from the media, help to break that down. I have a good example from my own little community. As I understand it, every Monday, a farmer during the winter months cuts out an article from a farm magazine. Sometimes it's one that I might have written. And they take it to the clubhouse and they talk about, well, what did Roseman say this week? <laughs> or uh, what did so-and-so say? And it becomes the topic that they discuss over coffee. Who could have imagined that would have happened a generation ago? I see my farmers who come to the depression uh, group for men hug each other and cry and share things that a generation ago they would have felt embarrassed to bring up. And is there anything I'm missing right now regarding behavioral health on the farm? You covered the main ingredients very well. Uh, the only thing that I think I could add is that those who are going through it are our best spokespersons because when they live with the stress, they can talk from personal experience. When you live it and you speak from the heart and from your own example, that is powerful. And farmers can see through anybody who presents himself or herself as a fraud. I think perhaps that is one reason why some of the support for certain parts of our government are declining at the moment. And where should people be looking to find resources? Uh, they should be looking in asking state universities and colleges, high schools that teach vocational agriculture, FFA and 4-H chapters, community colleges. They should be asking them to develop coursework or to integrate the knowledge about managing our behavior as an input to making the farm efficient. Because that information needs to be part of the core curriculum to be an effective farmer. How many people know that the behavior of herd managers in dairies affects the health of the livestock? When the workers who are managing and working with the dairy cattle are stressed, they convey that subliminally to the dairy animals. Dogs pick that up, so can cows. Roseman suggests that when you're feeling stressed about something, to take a moment, calm down, slow down, and typically the problem will become a little easier because you've relaxed into it. As always, feel free to reach out to someone if you feel that the stress is getting to be too much. There are people who care and people who want to make sure that you're doing okay.